Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Before we start today's episode of Come Through Queen, we wanted to acknowledge the awful shooting that happened over the weekend at Pulse Nightclub in Orlando. Obviously, this has had a huge impact on the LGBTQ and Latino communities, and our hearts are with the victims and the families today. You can help donate to the victims at uh, www.gofundme.com slash pulsevictimsfund and find more resources at weareorlando.org. Uh, and we want you to take care of yourselves and each other. And with that, let's go on with the show. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Brendan, and this is Come Through Queen. This is episode 11, Southern Peachlarm. This week on Come Through Queen, we'll cover the news that Jules and Michael Weinstein from Real Housewives of New York are divorcing, as well uh, as our run-in with Jules this past weekend. Uh, also, there's a Before They Were Housewives special featuring Luann that we just learned about today, uh, and I'll run down the pop sensations that took the stage at the BLI Summer Jam in Long Island. Uh, this past weekend. Also, we'll be talking about Ariana Grande's Emmy and maybe even EGOT Future. We're also going to be talking about Andy Cohen revealing that there might be a future All-Stars Housewives, and we'll play another game of Care or Don't Care uh, for the recently released Big Brother contestants and rumored former house guests who will be joining the show as either coaches or contestants. Okay, and we'll wrap up the news with Yolanda's farewell message on Instagram. It sounds like she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) And we have some reporting from uh, Come Through Queen fan correspondents on both Michelle Collins leaving The View and the state of Tipsy Girl. 
We're then going to get into our shows, including uh, The Kardashians, The Real Housewives of OC Season 8 Uncensored, Dallas uh, Housewives Finale, and of course, our one and true love, Real Housewives of New York. For this week's deep dive, due to popular demand, we'll be deep diving the Southern Charm cast members with the help of our special guest this week. And then, of course, we'll be closing out the show with our Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. So, before we get started, we need to introduce our special guest this week. Uh, that would be Doug Schlarman, a.k.a. P. Schlarm, a.k.a. Southern P. Schlarm. <laughs> A demon walks among us. Welcome! <laughs> I am... <laughs> Honored to be the guest of a podcast that I believe once called me a dark soul. <laughs> intimated that Vicky Gunvalson may have tried to kill Tamara Barney. <laughs> well, that's why, I mean, we have you on this week because Brendan uh, has been sleeping on Southern Charm and you are a true Southern Charm scholar and you, like, do you consider yourself from the South being from... Kentucky is Kentucky? tricky, but I think it, I think it counts, but there are people that will. Um, also, we should note that Schlarm made us some mint juleps. Um, oh, yeah. One one of which was way too strong for Dan, so he switched over to a Corona light. Dan is dead now. <laughs> <laughs> He's podcasting from the grave. I couldn't even finish my one mint julep, but I do appreciate the effort. He did bring all the supplies necessary. I didn't have to do a thing, so thank you. They're really guess. good, but tricky, because the mint gets in your mouth. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with our news this week. Uh, and obviously, Doug, you're, you're welcome to jump in wherever you have something to say. Um, but the, the breaking news today, uh, the newest cast members of the Real Housewives of New York City, Julianne Weinstein, uh, her husband Michael... A.K. Jules. A.K. Jules. Her husband Michael filed for divorce uh, today, according to Life & Style magazine. Uh, a source says that Jules' venture capitalist husband of eight years strayed. She busted her husband cheating. She caught him sneaking around with another woman. Uh, the insider shares she's strong and she'll get through this. A second source, so this is corroborated by multiple people, <laughs> <laughs> reveals the life and style. A source also explains that the cheating scandal will be discussed on an upcoming reunion show. Well, and we, we'll talk about this later, but they sort of alluded to stuff going on in their marriage today during yeah. New York Housewives. It took a, it took a turn. Um, it it made ahead. the entire episode a little dark and terrifying. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to obviously cover that, the whole change, once we talk, start talking about but, the episode. But E! took the opportunity, E! Online took the opportunity yeah. to re-release a list of the divorce rates of Real Housewives. And I think the truly notable part out of that that Dan pointed out to me is that the Real Housewives of DC have a 100% divorce rate. Yes. <laughs> they have all been affected by divorce. Um, surprisingly, uh, I mean, besides, uh, you know, 0% for Dallas and Potomac since they're only one season in, the lowest uh, divorce rate is New Jersey with 12.5%, which doesn't surprise me at all. You'll get into Dallas, but I feel like there's a... Oh, there's a future. There's, there's a 20% <laughs> coming with Dallas. There's definitely something coming. Yeah. We'll have to see how that reunion pans out next week. Um, but, you know, this was really shocking because this past Sunday, Brendan and I, uh, Brendan, Alex, myself, uh, and a few friends, after hearing about the terrible news this week, you know, our... Our instinct was just to meet up together, uh, go to one of our favorite gay bars at uh, Boots and Saddle, and eventually we transitioned over to um, 
Stonewall. Because obviously, you know, that's like a very significant place here in New York. And lo and behold, at Stonewall, while they're airing the Tony Awards, we run into Jules. Can I say how I remember it? And like, yeah. You can call me out if I'm totally wrong. Yeah. But I remember I was standing and there's like a door. (laughs) (laughs) A hallway. A hallway. Yeah. And I like spotted Jules coming down like a flight of stairs and going like, Almost into the bathroom area. Was there a bright white light behind <laughs> Actually, the lighting in there was really weird. It, it, was, like, it was all red. It looked like we were in yeah. hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As you can tell from the pictures. Yeah. Um, but it was. she was super nice. Um, I think we sort of like manhandled her. Well, no, no, no. Well, I was the first one who ran up to her, and I screamed, what are you doing here without Dorinda? Which I think like she appreciated a little bit. Yeah. She was also terrified. Well, I mean, she was probably even more terrified later when we started posing with pictures with her. And as you can see from the photographic evidence, Alex, a uh, friend of the show, former guest, has her in a chokehold. Like, a little, <laughs> like, WWE chokehold. And she has a look of fear in her eyes. <laughs> um, I do want to say she was so lovely. She talked to us for, like, a, a while. It wasn't like, like a high and by like, picture situation. Um, I can like post. I can also post a screenshot of my camera roll because it's sort of crazy how many photos I have. <laughs> um, but I will say on this, and I think we can move on after I say this. I think it was very nice. Like it was cool to see a Real Housewife, a, a reality star, go and support yeah the LGBT community that night in like a with, without any fan. No hoopla. No hoopla. Did she have friends with her? Yeah, she was <laughs> yeah. the whole crew. She had like a group of gays. Yeah, there were a few gays, and then there were some like women too. I want to say, and they looked like age appropriate gays. Okay. It wasn't like she was hanging out with like people our age. It was like closer to like Dan's age. She's my age. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me like her more. Yeah, <laughs> she's not hanging um, out with people Dan's age. <laughs> no, she was. <laughs> she, I don't know what you're talking about. She was hanging out with age appropriate gays. Um, I, the last thing I want to end on it with Jules is she was draped in the most beautiful, soft cashmere sweater. Like when I posed up against her, it it's felt so like like she, it felt like rich. But it's so warm for cashmere in June. She needs she needs the warmth. She needs the warmth. It was a little cooler than bird bones. No, but she was so lovely. We love. She is like a. Like we've been referring to her as our sister. She's our since sister. Since Sunday, and we were. Uh, shocked by the news. The true LGBTQ so, warrior of the house. But she's better off. Yeah. Yeah. Off. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, we have more Real Housewives news. Today, like, everything came out today. It's really insane. Um, so, Brennan, tell us about it. So, I was scooting through BravoTV.com, as I like to do, <laughs> like, to see if they put up any preview videos. And I noticed this, like, before they were Housewives video featuring Luann, Deliceps, and apparently they're going to be releasing these like e-true hollywood story like um uh specials on individual housewives with the first one being luann airing next week yeah right after real housewives in new york short notice like get your dvrs ready i'm waiting for the alex <laughs> and it's like, episode before i watch a single <laughs> and it's like luann being interviewed and then like two other like friends who i've never seen yeah in my life. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but we're very much looking forward to it. Well, so the People Magazine, I think, was one of the the uh, publications that broke this whole thing. They they posted like a random quotes from it, and they even says they even say during it uh, the quotes that don't reveal exactly what she's referring to. She says, "I had post traumatic stress. 
I thought we were dead. We were tumbling down the side of a mountain. <laughs> we were homeless, basically. <laughs> but, like, when you actually watch the trailer, it all makes sense, because, like, yeah. there's imagery along with it, but the way People Magazine, like, portrays this, it makes it sound like she was, like... Like, fearing for her life. I think she was. I wonder if the We Were Homeless basically is about the time she was looking for a pied de terre. <laughs> I, I, well, so I read this before watching the trailer, and I thought that's what it was yeah. referring to, but apparently, like, a house she lived in at some point almost burned down. Oh. Um, so I've, I've, I'm going to pose a question to both of you guys, and, well, uh, Pishwam, you already addressed it to a degree. What, uh, before they were housewives series would you want to see other than Alex McCord what, what would you want to see <laughs> I I do want to see what sort of monstrous youth created Vicky Gunvalson I want to see what sort of like what is the core trauma mm. oh my god darkness that Vicky Gunvalson remember last remember last season when she forgot her mom died Oh yes. my god, that was a really... I forgot about that dark But every well. time she screeches when she was like, I thought you were my soulmate, my sister, I feel like there's something very yeah. dark inside. But then, like, later in the season, she they were making plans for something, and they were like, who's gonna take care of the kids? And she's like, my mom will do it. Oh god. And she goes, so oh my much. god, my mom is dead. Well, she has that one brother that's, like, always hanging around... Uh, Billy? I don't... Tr yeah, yeah, Billy, Billy. That sounds Billy. Right. Wow. He's okay. always at, like their house and wherever it well, is. Well, he yelled yeah. at Jen at the door. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. At his girlfriend. <gasps> at Tamara's baptism. At Tamara's baptism. So, Brendan, what do you, what would you like? I would love to see Dorinda. Oh, he's so much. She's always referring to life with Richard and like, she's had, she's lived a life. I mean, Luann's lived, lived a many life. lives. And as has uh, <laughs> Dorinda. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to tune in to this next week. Yeah. Um, so, and even more Housewives news, uh, Andy Cohen, did, I guess, did an interview with uh, some news group. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. ET. Oh, yeah, entertainment tonight. You're right. Uh, and he, and they, the, the person giving the interview asked a question about, like, are we ever going to see a, an All-Stars season? And his answer was, you know what? We will do Real Housewives All-Stars when the show is just about out of gas. Uh, so right now, we just had our second highest season of Beverly Hills, New York's highest season since... Uh, 2012, Orange County last year had its highest rated season in 10 seasons, um, which goes back to what I was saying before that OC has not peaked yet. <laughs> um, well, the point in all this is that Andy Cohen copies us because he... Yeah, he listened to last week's deep dive. <laughs> on, on, He's there and giving interviews to Entertainment Tonight based off of this podcast. I know. Yeah. Uh, I... I so, I think the big news is that he also confirmed that he would love to see Jill Zarin back yeah, on Real Housewives that is, of New York. That is like, if you didn't click on the oh, link, God. the fact that he would consider Jill back after, like, I thought he wanted nothing to do with her after she, like, taped... She'd come back in a second, though. She I, would come back in a second, but I don't think he wants he her back. that much later. Yeah. Well, like, would yeah. Bethany want her back? I think... In like Ooh, I forgot. a yeah. season or two, when if Bethany thinks things are getting stale enough, she might be like, "Okay, Jill can come back." But would Bethany go to Housewives Challenge? I feel like <laughs> Ramona, Ramona certainly would, and Ramona and Jill would like ally on Housewives Challenge, and they would murder everyone else with their bare hands. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they yeah, murder. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a fight to the death. It's the most dangerous game on an island. But I can't wait to see when Jill Zarin comes back. Yeah, um, that's the big. That, that's what really had me excited. So, that, that article. 
Um, so tell us about Long Island last oh, yes. weekend. <laughs> well, no, I mean this is some pop culture news that you guys don't want to miss. Um, Alex and I went to the BLI Summer Jam hosted at Jones Beach in Long Island uh, this past weekend on Saturday. Um, it was just off the heels of the other uh, tragic event of this weekend with uh, the singer from The Voice, Christina Grimmie, uh, being shot at like some fan meet and greet, which was insane. And all the artists, for the most part, addressed this in some way. Um, but besides that, this show is a mishmash of people that you probably have never heard of, but like heard their song on the radio once or twice. Uh, we had Rachel Platten singing. Are you gonna li- are you gonna listen them all out? No, no. Okay. Just, just, these are the ones that I have something to say. Uh, Rachel Platten sang her fight song, and like Alex and I were both surprised to see what she looked like in real life because she looks like a beautiful Jessica Simpson type. Really? I've like, seen her on the View. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. like she had a Carly Rae Jepsen haircut. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like a blonde bombshell. Good I would say. Your favorite elf was oh there, God, Troy Sivan, and we made sure to catch that whole set for like an honor review, Brendan. Also, your boyfriend is also a super fan now. Only recently converted. Yeah. Um, the one thing about him though that was a little annoying was that he was like uh, he like skirted around the whole gay thing, which I like. Given the crowd, I understood a little bit because it was like all preteens. He's at he is out, but he's like uh, I wrote this next song. Uh, because I was struggling with, you know, Your the British fact that accent. I'm not straight. I, <laughs> the fact that I'm not straight and like, not straight. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, what are you? Maybe he identifies as queer. So then, just say like, I'm queer. Then I don't know. Like the, the whole not straight thing sounded a little funny. Like, I don't know. Because uh, you're on Long Island. Yeah. So uh, we we miss Haley Seinfeld because we were stuck in the line getting food. She's. Uh, <laughs> One of the highlights actually was Shaggy. Like we lost our shit. He said he did all the hits. He did Angel. All the hits. He did. He Are did, there multiple? Me. There were some new songs that were great. He also like did New York by uh, New York State of Mind by Jay Z uh, and Alicia Keys for some reason. I guess because we were in New York. Oh my God, I wish he did Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift. Uh, <laughs> Iggy Azalea, like. Uh, set like rap some gibberish, which tune into my vine to, to catch that. Um, my favorite thing of the night. This is uh, this is the main reason I want to talk about this. Fifth Harmony took the stage, and like you know when like artists like intro songs like I don't even know how to describe it, but let me I'll set this up. Okay, so you know an artist intro song? Like they're like oh like you know like they they make like some little pun about it. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, there's the five members of Fifth Harmony. I don't know all their names, but there's the little chicken nugget who's like five foot Allie, four. Oh, you know her name? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Okay. She's so, baby Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah. So she, not Faye Resnick, the Trump no, Faye supporter. Resnick, the Trump supporter. No, that's <laughs> That's enough. the tall girl. Yeah. Okay. So the little chicken nugget says, so how many of y'all work from home? <laughs> and it's like a crowd of 12 year old girls. Like, None of the, all of them like didn't know how to respond to that because they're all everybody school. who has Citrix software installed <laughs> and is really just Citrix receiving into their work. Software. Yes, the, they into do, their middle school. They do homework from home. How many of you have homework? That would have been better. <laughs> that been better than oh my god! Oh my god! Is the Kid Bop version of that song called Homework from Home? 
that would be great <laughs> if they like fix all the dirty lyrics with homework references and then Ma- Megan Turner closed the show and she was amazing <laughs> sure she was uh, this next story you were very like, yes. turned oh up and God. excited about so, so uh, SNL like when, I guess like if you host the show you are a contender for like guest of a guest on a variety show or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of like the usual suspects who hosted are like nominated, I'm sure like Melissa McCarthy and uh, Amy Schumer, or whatever. So apparently, uh, if you are nominated for SNL, they use your uh, your headshot that you took like for the artwork that they showed yeah, in the commercials or whatever. So uh, TVGuide.com is reporting Ariana Grande submitted herself. SNL also didn't submit the Pine Side Singer for her hosting stint, so Team Grande took matters into her own hands. How can you tell? The headshots for all the SNL guest submissions are the host's bumper shots. Grande's is of is of her lying on her bed. <laughs> I oh my god. can't even believe the audacity. Oh my god. Of, Queen. of Team Grande. So Queen. speaking of the Grande dynasty, yes, that's, that, that's a perfect transition <laughs> to <laughs> Big Brother. Oh lord. Um, okay, so Big Brother announced two things. Big Brother announced the upcoming cast, which premieres next week. Um, it includes two people who are siblings of former uh, cast members. Um, who are they? This guy. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Polly Califori, who's oh, the brother of Cody. Cody. The cute underwear mom. Yeah. yeah. So he's also cute as well. And then um, Tiffany Ruoso, who is the uh, sister of... Vanessa, the poker player. A poker player. A poker player. That's beyond white trash. And it's also it's also <laughs> rumored that um, four former house guests are going to be returning. Um, Frank from BB14, which I never watched, so I don't really know who that is. Mm, yeah, I don't remember. Um, that Nicole, that cute little blonde Queen. girl from Queen. BB16. Oh, I liked her. And then uh, Davon and James from uh, BB17. Um. I read James on, is the, the short Asian guy who always wore camo. And Devon was, was uh, the girl was friendly with the gay guy. Yeah. I liked her. Okay, so how about we do this? Yes. Let's go through the cast and I'll show you photos. And you guys will say if you care or you... <laughs> or truly don't care. Okay, first one is Polly Califor... Calif... whatever. Califiore. He's slow but hot. If he doesn't have any opinions, I care. Yeah, he's cute. I care. I said truly don't care. Truly don't care? Oh my <laughs> Truly God. don't care. Wow. Um, Tiffany Rosso. I care, like, a lot. She has a choker, I care. I said truly don't care. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Paul Abraham Bien. And I want to tell you a couple things about him. Okay. He, um... <laughs> He said he would absolutely sleep with someone on camera, 100%. Sure. And that um, he has a big beard, he's covered in tattoos, and he wants to be as non-intimidating as possible. My nipples and belly button are black. I think that's from tattoos. So obviously I'm a little crazy. I'm a nice dude, but you have to get through the fucking loud, obnoxious layers to see that. Those questions make me not care. I don't care. He makes me I don't care, and he's almost a decade younger than me. And he looks older And he looks like an old troll. Yes. Um, so Zakaya Everett, um, she listed her favorite player as Rachel Riley, so I automatically Mm. said I hate. No, I care. And she's also beautiful. Oh, I'm sure. She is... Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I care. She's I care. a preschool teacher. I care. Oh, that's nice. She's doing something good mm, for the community. Um, Corey Brooks, I think his name is? Yeah. 
Corey Brooks. Uh, he, he's, like dumb jock, he'll look good with his shirt off. But he's also he wants to give me a hug. He's seven years younger than me <laughs> and looks older than me. I'm, I mean, not to, I'm not. Stop! I'm you're like Dan is on this like whole tear about how age, people yeah. keep on IDing him at bars. He thinks he's the youngest looking. I've been ID'd so many times. In the we're gonna post. Week. We're gonna post a picture of Dan on social oh media, God. and you decide. Um, this I don't know her name, but she is yes, a, you do. a this one. N- Michelle, Michelle Meyer. Meyer. She's a self-described Big Brother troll. Oh, wait, wait, read, read, read her and read the question and the answer. Are you a big fan of Big Brother? Big, big fan. U.S. version, international versions. I'm really involved with the online community. Oh. Uh, big Brother troll, if you will. Yes. After I read that, <laughs> this is the person I am. She's I'm rooting for. She's crazy in a way. If I oh my god. And she tells this story about how she had a fan Facebook site with of Steve Moses, the guy who won last year, and Steve's mom emailed her to tell her to take it down. <laughs> Yes. Good Give her the five hundred thousand. Um. Okay. Next guy is about your age, Dan. No, um, Glenn Gar- fifty. Glenn, Glenn Garcia. Glenn Garcia. That's that's a, this is like a sacrificial. That's level. a sculpture made of Italian meats. <laughs> I truly like a, a gross monster. Yeah. Truly, truly care. I'm like losing track of the names. Oh my this God. next <laughs> Dan Salvato and pearls. This next person, I think she's the one who wrote in her thing that, I don't know. The, oh my gosh, you wrote a song called Me on the <laughs> Stop it. She said the most difficult thing about um, being in the Big Brother house is going to be living with men because she's never lived with a man. She hasn't even lived with her father. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god that is so dark. You loved her. Oh, that's beautifully done. I care. Um, Josea. Next is Josea, the, the gay. The gay. Um, he's been watching around the same time as I have, 16 and 17. Oh, yeah. Only um, two seasons deep. Not he's, he's a celebrity makeup artist in Bridgeton, New Jersey. Hmm. He does the housewives makeup. <laughs> Probably. Dolores. 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 Sure, I care. Um, Bridgette Dunning? No. No, don't no, care. Don't no, don't care. Um... No this, name. This guy, this guy doesn't Brendan have a name. Well produced. Greaseball, no. <laughs> he looks like Snape. Um, and then Bronte. You printed it off with the border midway through her goddamn head. Oh my god, I'm. I'm she a, she has a beautiful for the viewers at home. She has a beautiful. <laughs> she has a beautiful bow barrette on the side of her hair, and that's all I can see. And so, for that reason, I, I care. care. Yes. I care. I care. So that was a great uh, Big Brother segment. Uh, when does the show start? It starts next week, next so week. we'll be reporting. We'll see. I mean, on all your Julie Chen news. Oh, my Julie Chen. If the season sucks, we may retire it. I tried watching the talk yesterday, and I truly couldn't because Julie wasn't on, and she's the only reason yeah, I watched. She's the matriarch. Carney Wilson was there, though. Okay, so it's time for. All right, let's do. Jolanda. First, Yolanda announcing on uh, Instagram her departure. So she says, I would have loved to make a more graceful exit than season six, but sometimes we don't get to control the endings of the chapters in our life. Kind of like her divorce. I am leaving what's over without denying its past importance in my life. I believe that every exit is a new entry. This and is with a that, statement. And with that in my mind, I say goodbye to my Bravo TV family as I continue to focus on my recovery my children and bring back the privacy within our home. Focus except, on Anwar. Except right. like Gigi, Bella, and Anwar not focusing on the privacy. Uh, thank okay. you. I'm like doing too much commentary on this. <laughs> too, I'm sorry. too much reading. 
Uh, thank you to all the fans for your love and unwavering support these past four years. I am grateful for the housewife experience and all has taught me. I'm excited. She wrote "thought me." Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, right. I like. I tried to help her. Uh, I'm ex. I am uh, excited about this choice and look forward to the next chapter of my life. Hashtag R H O R H O B H. Hashtag time to say goodbye. Hashtag gratitude. At Evolution USA, Brad Randy, Bravo TV, and hashtag Watch What Happens Live, which was the most shocking hashtag of them all. So TMZ is reporting that <laughs> Yolanda was allegedly offered a role as a friend of the cast, which um, would give her more free time to address her health issues. She, I apparently got mad with the demotion and decided to just leave. Yeah. But Bravo isn't bitter about it and wants Yolanda to know that she's still welcome to appear. As a friend. As a friend. But this also takes away Brandy. Or, like, opportunity Brandy, for Brandy. Yeah. Brandy's, Brandy's gone. Yeah. Gone. Well, she's, like, already fallen down the EVH1 reality, like, drain pipe. Isn't that on Bravo? No. no it's on It's on E. Oh, Famously gross. Simple. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm wondering to. how Erica Jane will fare. Erica Jane will team up maybe with Rinna. Ugh. Mm. I don't know. Don't, don't do know. that to yourself, Erica Do it. Jane. Do it. I love Rinna. Well, oh. I think Erica Jane is, though, the one true matriarch right now. Like, everyone loves her. She's, like, the fan favorite. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so... I'll uh, miss the lemons. Yeah. And Kim never came by to do that juice cleanse. She never did do that juice cleanse. <laughs> she went... <laughs> when Lyme disease closes a door, it opens a window. I thought you were going to say when Lyme disease gives you lemons, <laughs> Yolanda makes lemonade. That is also... That oh is also better than what I you said. You guys are sick. All right, so now we have two... Uh, come to Queen correspondent reports. Um, first, uh, Michelle Collins, for those of you who don't know, do, who is one of the co-hosts of The View, or was one of the co-hosts of The View, but she hasn't been on in like a month at this point. Uh, she does a, a monthly Upright Citizens Brigade improv show. And it always happens on Wednesday nights yeah. when we are recording. Yeah, we would love to go, but I mean... Our priorities are watching <laughs> you. priorities are you. So, Michelle, if you're listening to this, yes. please Come make a show like on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Rob Fam 715 uh, who's given us the scoop before, uh, <laughs> really helped us out. He went to the show tonight, and he said, you all missed a good one. The Google Alerts were the first time she heard the news. Oh, Meaning, the, like, the Google Alerts of the Variety piece about her being fired were the first times. Like, they didn't even have the decency to tell her. They did this to Nicole Wallace. Disgusting. Disgusting. Someone you love. Yeah, and Nicole Wallace you can see on MSNBC every election uh, night. Right. So apparently also, she, according to Rob, she joked that she's eating dog food out of the one view mug they gave her. But she's super upbeat and just the best. I think she, like, she is better suited elsewhere. Like, if Best Week ever was still a thing, like she would be like perfect for that. They need to give her like a correspondence gig for The Bachelor or something, because mm -hmm. I think she truly loves that, mm -hmm. and I think she would be good at it. Well, also, I think she got great reviews on her Eurovision hosting gig. Oh, yeah, she does a lot of stuff with Logo Now. Yeah. So hopefully, like, she, she finds her path. We hope you find your path yeah. in life. And thank you to Rob for, for helping us out with this. Yeah, thanks, um, fam. So also, we have um, a little tidbit about... Tipsy Girl. I mean, Brendan's been working on trying to get the scoop, but it's been hard to like follow where Tipsy Girl is, like where can we buy it, 
Everybody he, feels bad for Pickles because Brendan keeps harassing her. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan is sending Pickles emails every single day. I keep emailing her. So, um, my former roommate, actually, Sam, friend of the show, posted a photo on Come Through Queen's Facebook account. Schlarm is seeing it for the first time. Yeah. He gasped. It's an awning. It's an awning. <laughs> <laughs> Below a massage parlor. That says Tipsy Girl Restaurant. Bar. And the font is so poorly chosen yeah. that it could be the massage parlor. I know. It's a mishmash. And Sam tells it's... us it's apparently on 8th Street um, here in New York between McDougal and 6th Avenue. Yeah. No, West Village? Yeah. So, like, a block over from, like, where Pieces is. Perfect. Yes. Like, we could start off at a Tipsy Girl happy hour and then, like, move on with our lives. Yeah. What kind of food would they serve? Oh, my oh, they God. actually have a menu on their on their webpage. So Does it look good? Uh, fried goat cheese I'm balls. Sure it's probably she just oven. went in and copied Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant menus. And that's going to be the crossover as Lisa Vanderpump shows up and talks about a cheater brand. <laughs> so thank you, Sam, for that uh, scoop. So let's... Uh, I think that's it for the news this week. Let's get into our show. Let's get into our show. Our shows. So, uh, <laughs> well, was that was that like signifying starting with Kardashians? Yeah, that was my Courtney. Uh, so we're gonna start with Kardashians. Um, and we have some news to break for about Kardashians. Yeah, this guys will be the last time we cover Kardashians as one of our shows. Yeah, unless something like. Big happens. Yeah. We feel a lot more comfortable just including any Kardashian news in yeah. the news section of this broadcast. Like, the news typically is more interesting than the show itself. Yeah. Don't you um, have to call something a broadcast? Don't you feel like that? <laughs> so Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but we did watch this Kardashian episode. It was called The Kardashian Curse. Uh, and it wasn't even the, the A following. The A following was nonsense about, like, Chloe and Chris and Courtney doing a wine trip. Well, it was to somewhere. cheer Chloe up because she's going through stuff with Lamar. Yeah. Which, I'm so bored by yeah, that. That whole plot line. Yeah, no one cares. The more interesting plot line was Scott, uh, Scott, French Montana, and Chloe talking Tyga, about... Right? Well, well, first it was, like, French... Scott, oh, uh, oh no, maybe was the initial conversation was was Scott, Tyga, and Kylie talking about the Kardashian curse. My favorite part is they they went to like a like a testimonial of Kylie explaining what the Kardashian curse was, and like the fact that they had Kylie of all people explain that. Yeah, it was like not a Kardashian. So so for those of you who don't know, the Kardashian curse is is a curse against any man who like dates one of the Kardashian women. And also includes Rob as well. I'm pretty sure they stole this from like an in-style tabloid. Yeah. Tabloid. Oh yeah. I mean, like I've been thinking about Kardashian curses for quite some time because every man has been destroyed by this family. Okay. Um, <laughs> just goes, okay. <laughs> uh, so so Scott wanted a psychic to come in and like like diagnose this curse. So like one of his female employees find some guy and like doesn't really give him what he wants like scott wants like an old witch psychic with like one tooth well i was totally <laughs> expecting the hollywood medium to come in mm. to do some more cross promo yeah but he's already been on the show i like, know but house. like it's friend friend of the house friend, 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 friend of the show f-o-k um so yeah so they, they end up going to another psychic who says he had to dress up in a white garment find a rooster 
imbue the rooster with his energy and then release that rooster. And he followed through. And Kim was shook. Kim. <laughs> I mean, okay, I like, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I have tons to say about this show. My favorite part was the one scene of Chris and Chloe <gasps> talking. Oh my god, and I had to like stop you and Alex from talking during the show five times to make sure you focus. So, so that's what Chris said. Chris, she starts out with saying, Chloe, I'm obsessed with books right now. <laughs> and then she says, Mom, what are you talking about, Mom? And she's like, there's just one book, but it's like boring, but I'm obsessed with it. And apparently it's a coffee table book about architecture. <laughs> it's just pictures. Could you imagine Chris Jenner on her private plane pulling this coffee table book out of her a purse? It's a perfect bag. Um, um, so that's it. So, but I mean, I think that's why we're retiring yeah. talking about the Kardashians because everything that happens that's important we've already seen play out in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll bring it to you in the news. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so you know, we unexpectedly got Real Housewives of Orange County season eight uncensored after only like a week's warning for it. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure Schlarm watched this, so I want him. Yes. To, I want him yeah, right. to say his initial thoughts. First, I feel like this would have been more accurately subtitled as the fall of Gretchen Rossi. Mm, yeah. Uh, Gretchen Rossi showed up wearing like a melted screen mask. A like new face. face. Just a brand <laughs> new face, brand new lips. And she, it was, but like, it was a very masculine face. It was. <laughs> which, sure. I feel like. Um, she didn't know that the entire thing was going to ultimately turn into a takedown piece on her, yeah. like an explanation of why she got fired, and it made it even better when she cried her first real tears, maybe since, like, Jeff died. Oh my god! <laughs> on camera, <laughs> crying about why she got fired. Maybe since Jeff died. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think that's the last time she showed a human emotion, is season four, and then now. And God bless. So, for those who didn't catch it, it was basically, it was a behind-the-scenes look, and it, like, showed you unseen footage, you get to see producers talk about what they were feeling. Very interesting. And this is season eight, which we're, we're about to start season 11, so it's a little weird, because it's not, like, fresh. Oh, and this is the Lydia McLaughlin, Alexis Bellino, Gretchen Rossi season. Yeah. Pre-Shannon, pre- Pre-Golden Age of Shannon. <laughs> Um, they talked about the fact that they all make a pact to not eat on this show. Oh, yeah. Which we discussed a little earlier. Like, the OC women have a very weird relationship with food. Like, not even in an anorexia sort of way, but just, like, they are so uneducated with, like, Chicken palates. and French yeah. fries only. Like, a steak, a well-done steak, yeah. and, a, and a potato. Yeah. Like, that's all they can eat. Like, every vacation they ever go on... They're, like, grossed out by the food. I wish this was more about Shannon Bedore, because I'm still fascinated by the way she orders drinks. Um, um, but we'll talk about that. It's premiering next week. Also, <laughs> I was sort of shocked by Alexis Bellino not coming off like a dummy. Yeah, she came off well. Gretchen came off like shit. Heavy's um, um, hair was laid. <laughs> Heather Dubrow has been terrorizing everyone backstage mm. since the beginning, and I love her for it. Well, oh my god, I think yeah. it, it provided a very good perspective on Heather and Terry Debro. Mm -hmm. Like, Heather apparently does not even want to be on this show. He forged her name on the contract, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah, 
Uh, she, like, during Tamara's bachelorette party, she didn't want to be filmed with the strippers. Mm -hmm. So she ran around the cameraman and bear hugged him from behind so that they wouldn't be able to film her. she knew they wouldn't show the producer. Yeah. yeah. She like, she... She's, she's truly brilliant. Yeah, she is brilliant. a she knows what she's magician doing. of reality television. But like I, I like I appreciate all of this so much more because like Terry did this and then got what he wanted. He's he has two shows. He has good work with RuPaul. And oh, I think that was canceled. Well, I mean that ran for a season <laughs> or two, and then he has botched, which is like on season three right now. Yeah. Also shocking to me is Andy Cohen saying on camera that he thinks that Laurie Peterson is his favorite housewife of all time. Yeah, that's craziness. I see it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I don't see it. I mean, she came back with a vengeance. Of, of vengeance. It was actually truly amazing, amazing to watch. And I loved the fact that, like... There was one part where Vicky describes pinning one of the producers up against a brick wall to tell him to not run oh, yeah. with any of that footage if from you that run mountain. This, I will say it on camera that you are a monkey fucker. Well, that was that was the big that was the other big reveal. Other than the Heather thing, was the whole Vicky threesome yeah. story, which apparently like her Lori Lori pulled out of her ass. It was like Vicky, her sister, and another man watching a movie in a bed. Yeah. And dumb milk face Gretchen just bought immediately into it, repeated it on camera, and then everybody used it to hang her up against the wall and fire her. I know, but it gave us the no, most. No, I <laughs> We apologize for you, for those of you listening on earphones because I think that's the second time we've done it. I'm so angry. <laughs> just yelled from the top of Whistler Mountain. So I think that that would be a great episode for you guys to watch right before this new season that's going to premiere next Monday. I mean, Brandon thought it was coming up in, in a few weeks, but I thought it was going to be like Wait. when uh, OC's coming. <laughs> I mean, New Jersey's coming out this upcoming Monday. It is. It's OC and Dallas, Dallas and Southern and Charm. And Southern Charm finale. Yes. God bless us. It's gonna be, Monday's going to be a great night. Um, so with wrapping up with, uh, with OC, we also have Dallas. Oh, and it was the finale, the finale. of Dallas. Uh, before we get started with Dallas, though, I do want to read um, an interaction <laughs> that... Uh, that Alex had with Brandy Redman on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, yeah, Schlorm, you watch Dallas, right? I do watch Dallas. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I've watched every episode of Every Housewives domestic. Domestic. And and also, the other ones don't count. Also, Vancouver and Melbourne. Oh, oh you are, like, better than us. I've watched... <laughs> I've Take watched this show over. Take it over. <laughs> I've watched some Cheshire. I don't care for it. Oh. Okay, so Alex... Uh, congratulates Brandy on a great season. He says, it was an iconic first season, Brandy. And like, Brandy's included, Bravo TV, Andy, just to make sure everyone gets it. And then Brandy quotes this tweet and says, thank you, Alex, heart eye emoji. So then this troll, uh, Tavares Parker one comes in and then responds to everyone, including Alex saying, thank you, Brandy, for not replying to any of my uh, tweets, full of BS. And then Brandy Redmond responds, well, you're asking me if I wear thongs or boy shorts, and I've been trying to think of how I say none, crying, laughing face. And then Alex responds, oh my God, Brandy. And then she says, uh, and then she says, 
In response to Alex, I like the breeze. Crying face emoji. Oh my god, the breeze. <laughs> I, this is sort of related to the episode. She is certainly getting a divorce in the next year. Oh yeah, yeah. Season three will be Brandy dating for the first time. Brandy dating Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> that honestly was like sort of a beautiful moment to end a housewife season with like these two friends that somehow love each other and all of their mental illness and like weird quirks just like jumping into a pool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Beautiful. I mean I, I I like this episode definitely cemented the idea that Alex has said in the past that Brandy and Steph are probably the truest friends the truest of friends. any Housewives franchise. Or partners including <laughs> husbands and wives. I know. Um, so the one thing, the show. so I mean, the premise the was Byron Mason golf it's tournament, some PGA golf tournament that's taking place at the Four Seasons, which also happens to be in Stephanie's backyard. Yeah, yeah. Because Stephanie lives in the like the Four se- the the neighborhood associated with the Four Seasons. I don't hotel. understand how you live in a golf course, but she does. So no, my my dad. Uh, <laughs> My dad, growing up, he lived in, like, the golf course associated with the Ritz-Carlton in Amelia Island, Florida, so he lived right on the golf course. Oh, wow. I lived in a, a shopping center where there was a Kroger and a, a Value City, so I understand <laughs> what this means. I have no clue. <laughs> I love Kroger. Uh, golf, a golf course. I've sure. never been to a Kroger, but, um, I, I don't <laughs> Um, <laughs> no. So so this season sort of started with poop and mm. ended with poop. Oh, yeah, Stephanie's commissioned with picking up all the poop. Well, she's commissioned with picking up all the poop in the backyard of the party. Well, no, she didn't have a list this time. Okay. She told Travis, "I am going to run this party without a list," and she threw the party without a hitch, no list. She picked up all the shit with Brandy's help, her one true sister. Travis is like, if you put a rhinoceros in a human costume. He looks like that to me. Yeah. He sort of reminds me of um, Kim Richards' ex-boyfriend. No. Yeah. In looks. In looks. Not Ken the Rock Yes. Man. They're, both, they're both like <laughs> they're cavemen. They're both cavemen. No. Uh, Ken the Stone Man. No. S- Steph is definitely the star of this episode. She gets yes. so many great uh and She's so beautiful. What was... Tell us some of her quotes. Well, she says, like, like, well, no, she, she, like... He was, uh, Travis was drunk by the end of the party, mm-hmm. and like he was like wanting like sexual favors or whatever, and, and she's like, he's so drunk, he'll pass out on top of me, and then I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> Your impressions tonight are like so crazy. I know, they're all, all crazy. <laughs> um, there was one line that Carrie's husband said, he was like, you're almost out of Grey Goose, you must have had the gaze over again. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, their relationship is so it's so Simon and Alex. And but I like Simon and Alex are going it. strong. And so. I love it. <laughs> um one time we had uh or Dan had a party and our friend Honey Mustard Girl, once the Grey Goose was gone, she filled the bottle back up with water and people continued to drink it thinking it was Grey Goose. I used to do that in high school. <laughs> she's so I'm glad she's keeping the traditional life. She's a she's a fucking queen. Um <laughs> what about what about they did like they played in a, a montage dragging Leanne for like her anger outbursts? Oh yeah, her anger management. It's all of a sudden they decided that this episode that Leanne has deep seated psychological issues, which everybody knew all along. 
Yeah, I think yeah. it's setting it up for the reunion. I mean, the closing, like, little she's been summary thing is that she's going to anger management, yeah. Uh, also, like, she met with those speak speaker, that speaker company. Oh, yeah. I feel like her, like, wanting to jump on this speaker circuit is, like, very carny. Like, she wants to go, like... like she, well, the, like, I think being a, a, a public speaker, you're not, like, in a, a, a tinted, like, a wagon... Just no, rolling no, no. from town to town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't selling your medicines. <laughs> I, but I think it is in a way. Like rolling from town to town, selling your your speeches. This is, this is a very interesting thread that I feel like you're drawing here. <laughs> it's like tons of people do the speaker circuit. I know, but Are she's they like also carnies. No, no, <laughs> no, but like, well, like when they said like, oh, like you could get like fifty thousand dollars a speech. Like her eyes like have like dollar signs. <laughs> Like replacing them. Why? <laughs> it was like, an, like the it dollar was like sign emoji. Um, Marie went to the party and she always looks. Sh- she always looks shook. scared. <laughs> Poor girl. It was nice to see her laughing with the girls, like tearing down that wall that she has. Um, I feel like they might they might upper the housewife next year. You think she's gonna carry a digitally rendered star? <laughs> they really need to change that. I know. <laughs> I think something has happened why she wasn't a full time housewife, and that's gonna prevent her from being a full time housewife. Oh, you think something something is lurking? I think. Okay. In the swamp of her personal life. Oh my um, God. I do wanna. She's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> she actually isn't a human. She's the ghost of Leanne Lockett, who <laughs> Leanne bullies. Um, the one other person that we haven't talked about really much is Carrie, who Alex did provide a good comment while we watched the show. He thinks that the producers nudged her midway through the season and were like, you don't have a storyline. And then, like, she came in like a crazy person fighting with Leanne for the past few seasons. Because, like, at the party, she just, like, episodes. ran up to... Oh, yeah, episodes, I mean. She just ran up to She just, to like, Leanne. ran up to Leanne like a lunatic. I feel like the show is a little bit poorly edited, where, like, Leanne straight up said repeatedly that Carrie had done some weird stuff to steal her husband. And if I were Carrie, I would be pissed about that. Yeah. I feel like they didn't set up, like, oh, Carrie should be rightfully pissed and she is coming at Leanne to, like, set things right. Yeah. I mean, like, all of Leanne's statements are in confessional, so it doesn't, like, make a ton of sense that Carrie's responding to it. They have this whole like Brandy and Stephanie versus Leanne, and then fifty percent of the way through, all of a sudden, yeah. it's Carrie, and then it doesn't make any sense anymore. But I still love the show, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, I do like that Brandy ends up ending on good terms with Leanne. Yeah, I guess she walks out of the show. Yeah, and next week is the reunion, and apparently they're Ugh. only doing a one episode. Disrespectful. It's going to be super sized, like an hour and fifteen minutes. That's what our sources tell me. And Potomac was. Potomac reunion was two episodes. This is garbage. And like Potomac was nothing close to Dallas. Yeah, like I didn't learn anything from that. <sighs> yeah. So let's end on a good note. Uh, Realizes in New York uh, for our shows this week. And even though this was kind of an in between episode, like we're leading up to a vacation, it was still better than anything on Beverly Hills last season. It was a very good in between episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. so Sonia, Sonia quit drinking. <laughs> Let's just jump off with that. Moments after she releases or announces her skinny girl, I mean tipsy girl brand, she quits drinking. Which actually, like, if it's funny how like scholarships and different shows pay off because when she was on cocktails with Chloe, 
Interestingly enough, when Chloe offered her a drink, she asked for like a seltzer water. So I was like, what is going on? Like, how is this going to play out in New York? Mm -hmm. Apparently, that was around the time when she decided to quit drinking on New York. Yeah, one thing about New York is I would love one of the behind the scenes things about this season. While we were watching, I was like, it sort of seems like Bethany is doing something in the background. And I've like read shady internet comments about like how Bethany is controlling the whole game. And like, if she doesn't, if... Like, I mean, she's Chris Jenner, executive producer. Well, like, but, like, that's why I think Luann was so forceful of, like, inviting herself to the vacation, mm-hmm. because everyone knows that in Real Housewives, if you don't go to the vacation, that yeah. is a death sentence. Yeah, I mean, they took Aviva out of the credits when she didn't go to the vacation for those few episodes. I know, that was amazing. That was, like, unprecedented. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what else? What, what had you screaming this episode? Uh, Schlarmy? Yeah. Luann <laughs> having a conversation in Sonia's kitchen with Sonia about essentially how Sonia has had sex with her fiance. <laughs> and Luann in a confessional saying, Well, I think it was just like a wham bam, thank you, bam moment. But she's so glib about the fact that her like roommate slash friend has had intercourse with her fiance at least once recently. I can't imagine. Oh my god. And not the only one on the cast. And not the only one on the cast who's done so. That was one of my favorite parts was Luann, like all of her scenes were her reporting to different wives informing them that she is in love and going to get married. Like, gleefully skipping up to them and (laughs) saying, I'm engaged, I'm in love. And everyone looks at her like, you're insane. I I don't think any, I don't think we mentioned this in last week's episode, but somewhere on Reddit, in the depths of Reddit, um, someone posted a screenshot of season one of of New York. Oh, yeah. And Ramona is flirting with Tom in season one of New York. Ramona's always been the true queen. But, like, it's, it's like... It's almost like Lost, where like something happened in season one that's like paying off ten years later. <laughs> it's like so crazy. Well, like New York is like one of the biggest effing cities in the world, yet all these women yes, sleep with the same Mary Uh So yeah, and, uh, Dur- wait, Dorinda, Dorinda, seventeen martinis deep with Jules, oh. screeching relationship advice like a chimpanzee. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like with her hands up, looming. And over they, Jules. well, that was Jules, Jules and Michael's fault because they showed up very late to their dinner. Dinner was at seven. Michael Weinstein got home at seven, five, seven seventeen. So I, God knows when they showed up to dinner. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it's anyone's fault <laughs> that, that, like, Dorinda was screeching, like, like was slurring. But. And they did the thing that they already did this season with the time-lapse edit. They, it oh, was yeah. just Jules looking like she just got, like, was part of a, a, a drive-by shooting, and Dorinda keeps on talking, and they cut it, and Dorinda's still yeah. talking and still talking. Well, that whole dinner was, like, the first... Uh, sign of trouble, trouble in paradise with Michael and Jules, which like up to this episode, like we had no indication really. You, you said while we were watching, like this is Michael had gotten a decent edit for the past couple of episodes. Like, yeah, he was like a lovable tiny hairy man, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just a gross like skis. Yeah, and I think Jules and Michael sort of announced the divorce thing today because of, of this, this episode. episode. Yeah. 
but so like oh my god crazily PR queens out. I mean like there was some plot line about like Jules coming home from the hospital with her from her with her dad and then like him yelling at her to like give the kids milk it was so one am I was <laughs> Um, I want to talk about Ramona's apartment and uh, Luann coming over for the wake party. Yeah. With Avery. Wait, did we ever see like a final product of like Luann? No, no, yeah, no. That was no. so disappointing. Just like like they were just adding adding things to their skulls. <laughs> and that's when Ramona said to Luann that uh, Tom, Luann's fiance, I guess now. Uh, calls his ex every single day and says, I love you, and then also gave her a gold bracelet for Christmas. Yes, which in the timeline of the relationship, like Luann met him right after Thanksgiving, and then four weeks later, she's engaged. meeting him and getting engaged in a month or six weeks. I don't think she really cares who he's <laughs> giving a present to. He bought that present before he knew her. Yeah, yeah, but even Avery thought that her mom bringing that up was shocking. Yeah, yeah. Give Avery an apple. Oh my god. Also, I want you to go back. Luana's dressed exactly like some sort of like Steven Tyler, like Mick Jagger. She's wearing like a, a weird fitted pantsuit. <laughs> oh, is that, is that during the 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 drinks with Bethany? No, no she, no. she wears two section. separate, very distinct, bizarre mm, pantsuits mm. in this episode. Okay. Uh, did you guys have anything to say about Carol and Adams? No, God, nothing no, to say. No, I mean, no. used to love Carol. She's falling out of my good graces, but I'm still... Well, can we say why she's still on the show? Why? Because she's friends with Andy. Because yeah. she's a reluctant vegan. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should talk about Bethany and Luann's get-together, and then we oh. have a little bit of treat... From uh, our special guest who was in the Berkshires this weekend. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. And it's yes. only the briefest of truth. Yeah. Um, yes. but, but the thing that struck me the most about um, the Bethany and uh, Luann sit down was when um, Bethany asked Luann if she was on crystal meth, which was. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Brought me back to Brandy Glanville in uh, in uh, Dana, whatever her name is, like empty empty house. And I mean that whole drink situation was so insane. The fact that they were even meeting up together that would not occur in any other Housewives franchise. Because like these women don't give a shit. Like they'll just go and film together mm-hmm. if they hate each other or not. Just accuse each other of doing Christmas. <laughs> like like Bethany's saying she's like dying like. Like bleeding to death, and she's like, like what do you want? Another glass of wine? Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I'm bleeding. I'm like, ble- I can't stop bleeding. And then she's like, Can I have a red wine? And then Lou leaves her with the check, which has been a point of contention since like season two of this since show. Oh yeah, when when <laughs> Bethany invited her to the surfing yeah. thing, but also during that drink, uh, drink of it, Luann both invites herself and accepts the invitation to Mexico. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, like, she knows that the vacations on these shows yeah. are life or death. Yeah. yeah you yeah. have to go. Yeah. So, okay, Schlarmy, right. you were in the Berkshires over the weekend, yeah. and we sort of sent, we, we, we didn't send you there. But As we're, a special <laughs> Berkshire, of course. We were like, you're going, you have to find some intel. You bribed my boyfriend's 
friend to get married in the Berkshires so that I could have an excursion yeah. <laughs> in the Berkshires where I did take a time in a rental car and tried to figure out where both Heather Thompson's garage and Dorinda's house were. <laughs> but because I couldn't find either of them, I felt a little disappointed yeah. until I came into my hotel room and what was there on the desk but a copy of Berkshire's magazine in which <laughs> Dorinda Medley was on the cover. She is the cover girl of this magazine. And I immediately read the article and my boyfriend was screaming, please put on a suit. Get ready for this <laughs> People are waiting. I wonder and if Dorinda... I'm nervous. And I, instead Wait, I read... read us your favorite part. Well... So my favorite part, it starts out with like a long intro about it. First of all, beautifully photographed pictures of the Berkshire's house, including a picture that Dana cannot stop looking at of Dorinda and her swamp swamp monster, (laughs) Hannah, whose eyebrows are beautiful. She's in a rainbow dress. Oh my God, she was in the Berkshire's this weekend. She was in P-Town doing like an LGBT fundraiser. Yeah, we asked Jules. <laughs> but it's like a, this story of Dorinda in this magazine. So it's like uh, how she met her first husband and how she moved to London and then she got a divorce and moved back so Hannah could oh be around God. her family. But then my favorite part is her describing the process of decorating the Berkshire's house, which she calls Bluestone Manor. And she went Carolina. to a New York design firm with the directive, decorate this like Marilyn Monroe meets Frankenstein. Oh! And I don't think she, achieved, I don't think she achieved it, but no? I appreciate the effort. What, 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 how would you describe it? <laughs> I don't know, like a, a mishmash of terrors. <laughs> yeah. She well, also, especially during the holidays. She also <laughs> describes the, the her powder room as Liberace meets Donald Trump, so there is a possibility that Dorinda Medley is a Donald Trump. No, supporter. no! I no. won't believe it until I see tweet evidence. Uh, there is tweet evidence, because Richard worked for the Clintons. God bless. Oh yeah, remember when Dorinda claimed that Hillary Clinton has been watching The Real Housewives? Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. I hope she has. <laughs> <laughs> but there, it caps... This article is capped off with a picture of Dorinda and John and Dorinda's sister, Santa Claus, and Dorinda's daughter, <laughs> Hannah, and I believe her parents, and Jules and Michael. Oh my God. Rest in peace. Their last photograph together. Their last photograph together. Until the together. end of time. And some other assorted, like, mix and mash human beings. So I, I think we need to send you back to the Berkshires. This is a quarterly magazine, monthly. Oh, look, it looks like it might be in monthly. June, so it's monthly. Um, I wonder it's four ninety five, which is going to be charged to my boyfriend's credit card. I wonder if the Berkshire magazine is like O magazine, where Dorinda is on every cover. <laughs> <laughs> it alternates between Heather Thompson and Dorinda Medley, just back and forth from month to month. And Ramona making mud pies in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I think it's time for a deep dive. That's tough. Uh, it's uh, so. Um, Southern Charm. Southern Charm is the best show on television. Many people have been telling me to watch this. Like, the call has been heard from around the world. (laughs) Brandon did not answer the call. Stop. I watched 15 minutes of one episode, like, last Friday. Also today. Yeah, Yeah, an hour while we eat dinner. The same 15 minutes, I think you paid. Well, also, you guys were all like... Pay attention to this right now, yeah. and then you had no comments. <laughs> then you 
had then Alex stood in front of me for like ten minutes, and then y'all were all talking the entire right, time, so I right. couldn't pay attention. So you know, uh, I took on the scholarship a few weeks ago. I started with episode one, season one, and I'm I'm fully caught up perfectly on the perfect episode, the the big confrontation episode this week. So we thought. Peach Alarm would be perfect as an expert of Southern Charm. I have watched every episode, yeah. unfortunately. So we have um, we have some tweets. Uh, Lucy at Baby Star Shipyard uh, says, please rank each cast member's uh, profession on the scale of legit to horseshit. Oh, God. So we'll definitely touch on that oh, during. Right. Okay. Uh, and then also she says, deep dive on the gender politics of the show. By far the most interesting part, which I agree. The gender politics very interesting, also very interesting. The unspoken racial politics of the fact that they're regularly at one point, I believe Catherine and Coop have drinks in a slave graveyard. Oh yeah, and don't yeah. mention it at all. No, there's which a lot of talk about plantations. There's so much plantation talk. It's strange. Um, but gender politics, second. Yeah, so we'll touch on all of that in the breakdown of, of these characters. So we're going to start with the worst, or one of the worst, at least. Uh, season one, one, one season wonder, Jenna King. Who cares? Who cares? I'm, I'm a defender of one season wonders. I love... I love a Quinn Fry. <laughs> I love Quinn Fry's a wig. Cindy Barshop. But yeah. I Jenna King, fuck your haircut. Like I don't care. My, about your... my theory is that Whitney fucked her um, and like right. and like agreed to let her be on the season and she brought nothing and Andy got rid of her. She you know she's artsy because she's got that haircut. Oh, she's right. she lives in California. <laughs> um so then we get to Shep Rose. What what is your take on Shep? He's the handsome guy who walked oh, in with the beard today, right? And he yes. sat in that chair Correct. and was drinking a red wine. Correct. You're going to chime in, Brendan. <laughs> As Brendan and I have discussed, I went, I went to high school in Kentucky. There are uh, Something went wrong with me from seeing men at a high school baseball team in Kentucky that Shep looks like all of them. And I yeah. just think okay. he is the most handsome of all. And he's so, got there's a certain teeth kind of... and a weird face, and I love him. So Brendan and... And Peach Larm are Team Shep, and Alex and myself are both Team Craig. Too fussy. I, okay, I, like, I didn't get to spend enough time with Craig yet. Yeah. Though, the episode that I did watch a few days ago, I think I was at his house. There is a, an underlying theme between Shep and Craig of who is the most, like, desirable. They compete yeah, yeah, about yeah. it, especially in season two. Yeah. But I think you don't need to watch more episodes. I think they would care purely about desirability looking at them. Which do you want more? Andy Cohen prefers Shep. I oh, yeah, he definitely and does. And I think I'm with Andy on this, and that's the only yeah. time I've ever been with Andy. So, so Shep, like, like in uh, they showed the Southern Charm seating chart today. Craig is on the outskirts. Then Shep, then Catherine in the power position. Yes. Thomas Ravenel, mm -hmm. Cameron, Whitney, Landon. Landon. <laughs> Actually, no, Whitney's on the end. Landon's in between. That's crazy. Well, Whitney's an executive producer. Yeah, so he doesn't care. Um, but I think my the last thing I want to say about Shep wears clothes two sizes too big. Three. <laughs> I mean, like. Just his mom apparently picks the clothes, but I feel like he's always wearing like Oakleys with a wrap around. That's oh, so on the back of his head. Uh, he, that's like up. that's like so 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 like the all the guys he went to high school with. Like a salmon pant. Yeah, and a, a salmon shorts. Up with an Oakley. 
and, oh, like, and like those those like those hack the the baseball caps that have like the three letters of like uh, whatever college they went to. You know, <laughs> wait, you know what's the difference? I figured it out. Alex and I are from the Northeast, and you are both from the South. Correct. So there we go. Girls uh, raised in the South. Something is there was a chromosome or something amiss. Uh, so we have Cameron Eubanks and husband. Cameron is beautiful. Uh, she, for those of you who don't know, she was on The Real World San Diego and a few seasons of The Challenge. Uh, kind of a non-entity for her various MTV endeavors. I watched Real World San Diego with I Frank know. the Bisexual. No, no that's Oh, Las the Vegas. previous one? Uh, what? That was Las Vegas. Was that last No, no I think Frankie. They, they might have, it was no, like, no, no, they I, went back to Oh, it was back to San Diego? Oh, she yeah. was like in the previous one? No, Frankie was in the one with Cameron. No, no Frank. Frank, like he was on, he ended up being on the challenge and he was like oh, a psychopath. Oh, that was a back to San Diego. Yeah, I yeah. Think that was the mm. second round. Uh, but Cameron, I mean, I liked her the first two seasons in Southern mm. Charm. Like she was a great narrator, like a neutral party, like beautiful. And then like this season... I don't know, like, if she's, like, worried about her job. She's, like, really going Team Whitney. Yeah. Well, I... And, like, Landon. Like, I don't I don't like that, and I do hate that, but what I like about Cameron is it's the opposite of Real Housewives of OC, where I feel like they're in places that don't even serve food, and all of a sudden she pulls out a bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos, and yeah. she's eating them, or, like, a, just, like, a giant sandwich. She's constantly eating ribs yeah, or something strange. She's She's beautiful. She's everyone that I wanted to like give me affirmation from a cheerleading school. <laughs> oh my god. She's beautiful to me. But what's interesting is that she and her husband have made the decision that the husband is not going to be a feature That's of the show. That's insane. And like the fact that they allow it is really something. But it's good for him because I imagine him being the most handsome man in the You've never seen a picture? I have seen a picture, and I don't care to <laughs> They did that with, like, Dina Manzo, though. Well, that... Well, that's different, because it's family, da 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 Like, so they were in the, probably already in the process of divorcing. Yeah. Like, they weren't going to let Gretchen on unless Slade came on, and Slade allegedly didn't want to come on. Oh, please. I know, allegedly. All right, so let's move on. Whitney Solder-Smith and girlfriend Larissa Marol. Whitney is a monster. I just googled a picture of this person. Uh huh. He looks like he belongs on a like a sex offender list. So stop! I no. swear to God. So he does. Google the the God. What is it like? Headless Horseman, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow movie with Christina Ricci and Johnny Depp. Oh. It's like a pumpkin man with a face carved into it. It's exactly what Whitney looks like. And he's always wearing like a sloppy, <laughs> like a band tee and ripped jeans. And his apartment in LA looks like a Fire Island house decorated by Jonathan Adler, but like oh terrible and gross. I hate him so much. In some photos, he's sort of styled from, uh, like, what's his name from Queer as Folk? Yeah. Um, the guy who. Uh, Ka- Kaya? 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 No. <laughs> the really flam- the really really flamboyant guy who would like wear like lots of pattern stuff and like Carson Kressley? Queer as folk. Oh, oh queer as folk. Oh, oh, I, I was, Peter kidding. Page played him in uh in that show. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So but like bless Whitney because because of he's, Whitney he's, we have Patricia Alshul, his mom. The most 
the most beautiful 76 year old yeah. woman I've ever she's heard 76 she's 76 years of yeah. age she is like Jane Fonda contemporary and she's just killing it there's like a kitten heel and a caftan she's perpetually wasted she's a beautiful pup pug puppy named Chauncey that I love <laughs> and she's a butler named Michael and she rings a bell and then Madame's Medicine arrives, which their, is her martini. Their relationship I find bizarre, and I do think it's strange that he calls her Madame, but I'm into it nonetheless. Well, he went to school for butlering. butlering. There are also, there. there's a recurring character on Southern Charm who has went to, who has gone to some sort of finishing school for mm. household arts that teaches both Catherine and Cameron how to, like, wash oh, a pan. Oh, yes, that FOC. I forgot to include uh, her. I don't but know. It, there seems to be a lot of schools in South Carolina that teach people strange, long-forgotten domestic yeah, yeah, yeah. arts. Um, so, well, we have a question from Andy C. Butler. Oh, yeah. Patricia. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know, where does Patricia get her dollar signs from? And... Oh, do you have the answer? Yeah. They come out of Leanne's eyes. Why well, wouldn't no. <laughs> She was <laughs> from her emoji eyes. So Patricia Patricia was like sort of young and hot and married to a couple men, including Whitney's father, for some time. Yeah. And she managed to marry the what is it? The the director, president, whatever the the chairman of Goldman Sachs. Yeah, she is like the OG Catherine Calhoun. And was with him until he died. So she has all like all of his Goldman yeah. Sachs money went straight to her. Oh my god, true so, scholar. And they there. and they lived in in New York, and then she rejected New York, and that's why she refused to never, come up. She'll and never. Come she'll down. never return. Is that where she got filthy. her like Gloria Vanderbilt voice that she has? I feel oh, like right. that was cigarettes, <laughs> but maybe practice. So uh, a spinoff from Patricia is FOC, and just to define FOC, you may know FOH, which is Friend of Housewife. FOC is Friend of Charmer, because the main cast are all Southern Charmers. She's got money. She's got lots of magazines. Uh, so that is FOC Cooper Ray, Ugh. which is one of the two ginger souls. The only gay. The only gay. I need to Google this male person. ginger soul. Uh, he's he been was, exposed to the sun. Yeah. He's oh, been exposed to a harsh It's probably sun. aged him a few years. Yeah, um, He was one of Patricia's minions, but, but he has defied her by allying himself with, with, with Catherine, Catherine, the true queen, who we're going to get to in a moment. But Cooper, like, has a fashion line, Landon produced it, I guess, yeah. in an episode. But now that I keep thinking about it, this show really is a, a battle of two queens. It's a game of yeah. thrones of two queens that will end in a, a war where they fight each other to the death. <laughs> oh, he's got Labrador, or, like, some kind of dog. A doodle? A Labradoodle? I don't know, some kind of dog. He's not bad looking, right? He, could, he photographs well, probably. I don't. Not I feel film. like I feel like he's a must be a fan of the face too. Yeah, look, 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 look. Oh, that's not how. Yeah, he yeah, looks exactly. At all in I know. Motion. Oh. <laughs> so since you guys can't see, we'll move on <laughs> to Craig Conover and his not quite fiance yet, but promise ring. Promise ring recipient. <laughs> recipient Naomi Olindo. So Craig, his whole backstory is that he went to law school and has not taken the bar for three years. Three seasons. Which is insane. Yeah. 
Um, he's employed by... We've got lawyers in the house. That is true. Yeah. I have an... Am, I have we an, passed am, the an attorney, unfortunately. Oh. And Craig is... Craig feels like he just wants to dress like a lawyer, but not actually do any work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do... Something about his head-to-body ratio I find strange. Mm. He's got a giant head and a little bird body, and that's not attractive to Okay, me. okay. And I do feel like his girlfriend has a potato for a nose. Oh. And those are the thoughts that I have, but I, I do... You just took my breath away. Oh my god! I do, <laughs> like, I do like Craig and one of the best things about Southern Charm is the episode in Jekyll Island where Craig and Catherine get wasted yeah. take a golf cart out to the beach the golf cart breaks down and they spend the night there and have to cuddle each other yeah. nude for warmth oh that's no one and they like dig a which hole no in the one, sand. on no. Jekyll Island oh, South Jekyll. Florida yes <laughs> which no one believes I mean, because they're Georgia. like why couldn't you find a way to get back but yeah. they're just on Jekyll Island well, buried buried nude possibly having sex and and just holding each other, and I like Craig for that. Also, what you may not know about the show is that Catherine has had sex with every Man. male on the show who is not married. <laughs> I sort of figure that, like, just from what people have told me and yeah, from yeah. like retweets I read on um uh, Patricia's Twitter account. Yeah, she she has had sex with uh, with Shep, with Craig, with oh Thomas, and with Whitney. Mm. I'm looking at yeah. a photo of uh, Craig and Naomi. They look beautiful. They look like a good-looking couple. They are. She sort of gives me like a tiny bit of baby um, Heather Thompson vibes. That is true. In the tiniest, Ooh. tiniest bit. I feel like she has enough money to counteract the other things that are going on. Oh, shlurm! She's got money. <laughs> She's, She's got money. Magazines. She's in magazines. Um, so Craig is like... The whole lawyer thing didn't work out, so he is employed. He's working at JD's Bourbon Company. Gentry Bourbon, which I looked online. You can't get it. No, yes, you can. You can order it online. Oh my god, let's order some. ship here. I feel like there was a reason I tried to have it shipped here for this purpose. Oh my goodness. I feel like something went awry, but I don't remember. No, it says like free. Free shipping if you order like a case. That's oh really yeah, that's crazy. what it was. I was gonna order a case for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So JD uh, is FOC. He's like this like little ch- chunk. A that's like sweaty baloney man <laughs> with a loud voice and a cigar implanted in his mouth. Yeah. He's definitely said the word plantation a few times, I'm sure, oh, during this he owns, series. He owns a bourbon company. I feel like he's always saying, oh, oh. Like, I feel like that's always the noise yeah. coming out of his mouth. And was also, that the guy who was, like, outside on the porch yes. in this episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah. red-faced, plump, he looks like a Santa potato. man. Yeah. <laughs> How many people have y'all said look like potatoes? Well, like, his, well, his whole face is, is a potato. This is a very spud-like cast. Yeah. And his wife, Elizabeth, who is... They're purely when a, a female needs someone to talk to and they can't think of who would be natural for them to talk to. They just talk The producer say, Elizabeth, go outside. And Elizabeth, like, talks to them and she just sort of, like, is a person that... Elizabeth is, like, if you were a dog and you went up to a person and they didn't have a smell. 
god. And you would be like, that would be insane. Like, why don't you have a scent? Like, Elizabeth doesn't have a face. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a face. absent of face. So She's like Slenderman. I think she's a, Slenderman. A, a great contrast to that is Catherine Calhoun Dennis. Who has the best face. She's a beautiful ginger soul. She looks like Emma Stone doing a bit. <laughs> Emma Stone could play her in this other charm movie. It's there's so much going on with Catherine's face at all times: rage, disdain, delight, lust. Lauren Long, one of our uh, listeners, told me some things about Catherine. Okay, she said that Catherine has lost custody of her children (gasps) because she. She failed a drug test, a court-ordered drug test. And I first actually saw this when um, Patricia retweeted some weird blog about it. She has temporary joint custody. Her custody has to be supervised with by her parents. Of Kingsley? Of of Kinsey. Kinsey. Imagine if she named her kid Kinsey. And St. Julian Rembert Ravenel. So Kensington is named after... Kensington Palace. Kensington Palace. Uh, St. Julian is named after, I googled this last night, there is a St. Julian Ravenel who is a physicist. Oh, wow. Are they, were they a real saint? No, it's his name was St. Julian. Kind of like St. West. <laughs> and then there was, that was one of Thomas's, like, legacy legacy people, yeah. an- ancestors. And one of... Catherine's ancestors was oh. named Rembert Calhoun and lived in the same house at a later time. And so she named it St. Julian Rembert Ravenel. Oh the overlap that, like, makes me so beautiful, nervous. Yeah. That beautiful synergy. Southerners are so weird. Uh, it's so, insane. So I think we can agree that Catherine is, is the best, the best thing ever of, this, of this show. Yes. Uh, and her baby daddy is Thomas Ravenel. A... 50-year-old man 50-something. who, at, in the last episode, jumped out of a window, <laughs> literally, rather than talking to his baby's mother about who they would invite to a party. Uh, well, also, she, lo- she locked him in a room, and then he jumped out of the window, then he jumped back into the window. He was a state treasurer who lost his office for cocaine use. Cocaine... Uh, sale. Cocaine sale. Yeah, he didn't just possess it and use it. He did yeah. sell it. He is sweaty. He is red. And then ran for senator against Lindsey Graham. As an independent in season two, <laughs> he did not fare well. And, and for, for true scholars of Southern Charm, uh, you can find on YouTube uh, Thomas Ravenel. And Ravenel. The, <laughs> and, the, and the Democratic uh, nominee for that seat... Uh, participated in a debate that Lindsey Graham did not attend. It's a full hour. It is worth your time. Also, I have to say it's canon. Also, as a note that no one cares to know, I am attracted to him. Oh, oh my god. It's dark, and I don't like admitting that. But Southern that's, what this, is, that's what this is about. You learned it here first, kids. So we're going to end it on a very sour note. Oh, god. <laughs> Landing oh clouds. And... By far the most amount of comments came about Landon. I mean, I got G-chats, I got t- tweets. So, uh, Countess Lorianne at Lori from Miami says, please discuss how Landon is the worst. Alex on G-chat said to me, I think you should definitely expose Cam and Landon for aligning with Whitney, only because he's executive producer of the show. 
when it is also the younger uh, southern son, Sonia Morgan. Correct. Uh, so Landon's whole plot, well, her plot line the first season that she was on, which is season two, is she lived on a boat. Uh, she lived on a boat. <laughs> it's never good when she lived on a boat. And also, I think it's important to note that Landon's ex-husband, Landon moves to South Carolina because she has just been divorced in LA. Her ex-husband was also married to Stacey Dash. <gasps> oh my god, that is a Landon, fun fact. Landon was briefly the stepmother of Stacey Dash's children. <laughs> and I I'm think shook. everything you need to know about Landon can be known by the fact that the same man would marry both Stacey Dash and Landon. Oh my god, how did she not take that as a warning sign? Well, well she she can't be warned about herself. Well, I think also Stacey Dash didn't like jump out the window at that point. I, I feel like th- there must have been something Signs. bubbling under. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, remember when she walked out at like the Oscars and everyone was like, oh so god. shook. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, also, Landon's, so Landon's plot point last year was that she was living on a boat, recently divorced. This year, she wants to start a lifestyle. Has she moved to land yet? Yeah, she's on land. She's on land. <laughs> land she, is on land. She lives down the street from Thomas, and she gets to and from his place by go- via golf cart. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Which is why at the end of the last episode, they're, it, they're literally <laughs> fleeing a cooked up angry Thomas Ravenel who is chasing after them while they are driving away in a golf cart. So she meets I'm with, scared. with Vasha. You, you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, you should watch this. As a southerner. So also, you're like, You've what? never been southern. Also, Landon, <laughs> Landon constantly pulling her hair in front of her face and giggling like, <laughs> Landon thinks that if she says just terribly rude things and then giggles after them that they're not rude anymore. Oh. Yeah. She is passive aggressive and gross. And also, like uh, Cameron, an MTV... Alumni, she was on, on the, the hills, hills, if you can believe uh, it. And somehow, Kristen Cavallari never told her that she sounded like a fucking dolphin, which is what <laughs> Catherine did like, on this past episode, which is the truth. So, yeah, Landon's a mess, but uh, I'll keep her on the show. I want, it, I want something to hate. Uh, anything, any final thoughts on Southern Charm? Charm? Nary a one. <laughs> I'm like still getting over the fact that he like said imagine if you were a dog and you walked up to someone and I know. sniffed and them and they had no smell, had no smell. <laughs> is that like a scene of ghosts <laughs> it's a, a, a scary thought yeah. from, so so this week we're going to uh, we're going to take a break from a freak there's no freak of the week this week in the spirit of love uh, and support but it's just dragged Landon. <laughs> yeah, I guess like Landon could be the freak. Donald Trump could be the freak of the week always. Yeah, free, he's the, etern- the freak of the life. The freak of the life. Um, but we do want to give uh, the one true queen this week to Anderson Cooper. Um, yeah. yeah. He's done some like great reporting on all the stuff that's been going on uh, out of Orlando. I mean, if you guys haven't seen... Uh, the thing where he read out the names of the uh, the victims who passed away from the shooting. It's very emotional and worth a watch. And also, uh, you know, when he took Pam Bondi, Attorney General uh, from Florida, to task. Drug her around. Yeah, he is the, the, the anchor that we need right now, I would say. So he deserves the one true queen. Yes, agreed. So with that, I think it's time to wrap the show. 
Um, we want to thank our special guest, Doug Schlarman, uh, a.k.a. P. Schlarm, and you can find him at P. Schlarm on Twitter. Um, as usual, you can go to our website at www.comethroughqueen.com. We want you to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you find podcasts. And while you're at it, write a review while you're there. Uh, you know, as usual, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can check that out to see the Tipsy Girl awning that we mentioned earlier in the show. And we want you to email us at comethroughqueen at gmail.com for your deep dive ideas, your comments on our shows, and we might even read them on air. And Brendan, where can we find you online? At not Brendan. What about you, Dan? Uh, I'm, I'm found, as usual, <laughs> at IDK IDK. So what should our listeners do, Brendan? They should like, they should comment, maybe subscribe, give us a heart, a share, and as always, love us, love us, please retweet. Alright, bye! Love you! See you next week! I wanna see ya come through, queen! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.